The Norwood Orange Grove and Houghton Community Action Network, or commonly known as the NOAA CAN, started operating at the beginning of the lockdown in 2020 to help support vulnerable people in the area. Two years later, this incredible organization is not only going strong, it continues to introduce initiatives to build the community. One of them is the SME Entrepreneur Workshop to help beneficiaries get back on their feet. And who better to run the course than business guru Rick Ed, founder of Do Better Business. Emily Wallman, the coordinator of CAN and Rick Ed, join me now to tell me about this amazing initiative. Rick and Emily, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Cherise, thank you very much. Great privilege. Emily, let's start with Noah CAN. It was started as part of the CAN system to help. Two years later, you're still going strong. What do you give that to? Ultimately, we've just got the best volunteers who are dedicated. We're into our third year and we still have a team of unpaid volunteers who just want to live to our motto, which is no neighbor left behind, which is the reason we formed, because we knew overnight with the hard lockdown, um, much of the community we serve would lose their income overnight. So it's down to incredible volunteers, but volunteers with no resources are just people with a kind heart. We've also got a community of people who have given us funds, have given us donations in kind of food, of sanitary pads, of stationery, anything and everything we've asked for has somehow magically appeared. And I don't know how to replicate that kind of magic in other communities because it's not something that can easily be followed by a recipe. It's happened organically. And I think because Noah Can has the trust of the community and they see us doing the work, that we're into our third year. I can't believe it. <laughs> it is incredible because, um, you know, at the beginning of the lockdown, there was an outpouring of um, generosity. But then mm-hmm. at some point, there gets a bit of fatigue, perhaps, or the, the demand over reaches the need, uh, the supply. How, how have you managed to keep that in check? Sure. I think we, obviously, the community sees us handing out the food parcels. But they also know through our quite rigorous checks and balances and our database system, they know that we're trying to only help people who we have verified in various ways that need it. But I think one of our strongest avenues of support is we don't limit ourselves to only Ward 73 where we focus our stuff. When we've got resources, we share them. So if we hear of students at a school that don't have school shoes and stationery, even if the school is quite far away, if we're able to, we help them. When we hear of shack fires, if we're able to, we help. And I think everyone gets in a bit of a panic or used to get in a panic when we would offer our support elsewhere and say, but gosh, Noah can doesn't have a huge amount of resources left or we're running low. And every single time we help outside of our area, more people know that we're not being exclusive, we're not working in a silo. The old adage of it takes a village to raise a child, I think is true in community work. 
And the more you give away, the more you receive. And as Rick will explain, because we're not asking for endless years worth of money to carry on only giving food parcels, we're very focused on a hand up as well as a hand out. I think people are willing to to support us with funds and food and stuff because these problems aren't going away. Um, And slapping a Band-Aid on a wound isn't always the long-term solution. So I think because we diversify, we share. Yeah, as I don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> well, let's bring Rick in here. As you said, hand up, not hand out. Rick, you are a business guru. Tell me about the course that you're running and what you offer. All right. Well, I think it's terribly important to understand that if you're helping people to establish or to develop businesses, it has to be relevant to what they're doing. And so the people that we're aiming at are the same people in our neighborhood who had businesses that lost them as a result of uh, the COVID lockdown, or they lost positions where they were employed, uh, where they have expertise, and they can turn these into businesses. So if we start with people where people are already at, it's a lot easier to make uh, that intervention relevant. So we we take people from our community, we ask them what they would like to achieve, what uh, type of business they already have or would like to establish, and we work with them in a kind of workshop fashion. So it's kind of a, a cross between training and mentorship. And that's very important that, that, that people feel that they're heard because if they're going to establish a business, their customers need to feel that they're heard. So we work from where people are at with the resources that they have, and we help to develop them and give them confidence and networks so that they can establish or grow their own small businesses. Rick, entrepreneurship is obviously a way out of poverty, but if it were that easy, all of us would be in our own businesses. Is it as easy as it sounds? It's incredibly difficult. As our common neighbor, Elon Musk, said, uh, being an entrepreneur is like chewing glass while looking down an abyss. It's it's incredibly difficult. So these people, I, I have so much admiration for them because they don't have any illusions. It's not about registering a company and asking somebody to donate or to invest money. Uh, business is hard work. And these people have that courage, dedication, persistence. And I, I, as I said, I have so much admiration for them because they understand just how hard it is to establish and run a business successfully. You're working with the NOAA community. What are the kinds of skills that people have? All right, they're very diverse. We have people who uh, have panel beating skills. We have uh, baking skills. We have um, childminding skills. We have people uh, who are repairing secondhand clothes and selling them on. So we have people in every facet of, of our lives, people who manufacture things and sell them, people who purchase things and add value and sell them on. So we're not just talking about people who sell airtime. We're talking about people who are very serious about having a business that 
might be a lifestyle business. In other words, it, it just uh, maintains their lifestyle and their family lifestyle. But in very many cases, people want to grow their businesses. So it is, there's quite a, a, a complex range of people on this workshop. I mean, you know, one of the things that, you know, if you have the opportunity, you go to university, you make networks and networks actually become the basis of possibly your future careers. To what extent do you feel that this is creating an opportunity of networks for people? That's incredibly important because networks are one of the best ways of um getting support from other entrepreneurs who also understand what you're going through, but also connecting you to future markets because we can't rely on the people that we know. We need to support other people and they in turn will support us and introduce us to customers and we introduce them to our customers. So Emily, basically you're not looking or both, Rick and Emily, you're not looking for somebody who's unemployed to come to you and say, well, help me find a job. That's not what you do. No, just because the numbers are too high and the employment figures are too high. So I'll give you a quick example. It's a very small example of how we, one of the ways we hope this will work. If you've got a single mother with a baby who has skills, potentially finds a job and can't afford childcare, she can't get the job and remains in a position of, of poverty. If we've got someone else who likewise doesn't have a job, who has raised children and could keep a baby safe and stimulated for a few hours, those networks, you're not creating a formal job here, but you're using your networks to say this mum can walk past and drop her baby off safely and it can be looked after. Rick mentioned the clothing element. One lady asks for donations of secondhand clothing, which she then sells. She was sitting next to another lady who does beautiful hand embroidery. Could she use her hand embroidery skills to fill a hole in a pair of jeans or a shirt with a beautiful flower? That's where the ad value comes in that the item can then be sold for more than it would have and they could share some of the profit. So while some of the people attending the workshops are thinking along grander schemes for various reasons, we're also trying to help people who don't have technical skills and, you know, have a community-driven solution that if you need a gardener, for example, why hire one from far away that we don't know? Noah can could assist with a criminal record check. We know them as an organization. We know where they live. Could we link up local unemployed people with local people needing a service? So it's very informal, but, it, but we hope with time and money that this sort of circular economy could really be the difference in many, many people's lives. So, Rick, you offer, it's a formal course. You're a, a businessman, you're a consultant, you work for corporate companies. You do this in your volunteer capacity, but it's a formal course at the end of the day. How does the course work? All right. So, the, there are certain business skills that people need. Um, 
One of the challenges in the world, everywhere in the world, is that when a person starts a business, they often started or usually started with the expertise that they already have. So I have a product. I've designed a, uh, an app to help me with delivering food. And I'm really good at, at app design. But I, I see a, a niche in the market and I decide to go for it. What do I know about managing customers? What do I know about marketing? What do I know about selling? What do I know about costing my services, about managing my finance, um, regulations, uh, tax compliance? Oh, oh, there's just too much. And so many thousands, millions of businesses fail around the world. So what we're doing is let's take what you've got, what you're really good at, your core competence, and let's shore that up, number one, with the right kind of attitude. I'm I'm going to succeed. I am determined to succeed. So let's work on that positive growth attitude, that mindset, as people like to call it, and let's shore it up with all the business skills that you need, um, a supporting environment, a kind of incubator-type environment, and the network to give you encouragement and support and also access to a market. And that's the format that we follow. We have time for Emily to give details. If anybody would like to join Noah, contribute to Noah, become part of a WhatsApp group, Emily, what should we do? On Facebook, you can find us when Noah, N-O-A-H-C-A-N, Noah can, and our logo looks like a sun. Find us on Facebook. They can phone or WhatsApp me on 072-236-2712 or just Google Norwood Community Action Network. We are always on the hunt for funds. It's so awkward to say it, but it's the truth. We look after over 3,000 families who are really vulnerable and need support. So on the one side, we need money. On the other side, we are always looking for in-kind donations. So if people wanted to give us non-perishable food items, if they wanted to get in touch with Rick, it would be amazing if other people could come and help Rick run his workshops. Two brains are always better than one. And I'm sure there are people in our community who have something to support the SMME workshops. That kind of support is free if you've got an hour on a Tuesday, for example. There are lots of ways people can get involved. And I will always adapt what we need based on who is coming forward and, and standing with us to fight poverty and fight indignity and injustice. So you know, give me a call and let's see. Well, thank you to both of you for joining me and, and well done on the incredible work that you do. I mean, the fact that it's still going strong after two years of very hard conditions is really testimony to the hard work and, as you say, the community that you, you have with you, your team. So really well done. And, and you. you know, the people like Rick stand up and be counted and contribute skills. It's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. So thank you very much for joining me. That was Emily Wellman, the coordinator of the NOAA CAN and Rick Ed, the founder of Do Better Business.